Good evening and welcome to the No More Trauma podcast uh, episode. Uh, my name is Tanya, trauma-informed yoga teacher, survivor, coach, and wellness facilitator. My goal is to extend healing, inspiration around trauma and actually coming to this space of uh, reclaiming your authentic self after trauma. In today's episode, we're actually going to talk about uh, the phase of body image and trauma. So as I record this evening, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I am very calm as I record this podcast, as you may hear uh, for the tone of my voice. Um, yesterday, I actually, it was an opportunity for me to finally schedule a surgery that was needed. And for those who don't know, um, for you listening, um, I uh, am recovering from a outpatient surgery. It's a surgery that I had before. Um, and it's a medical procedure that's done on the uh, armpit. Um, it can be done on other parts of the body, but it's extracting any inf inflamed tissue, uh, which can, um, it's in the category of uh, HS, uh, it's pronounced hydrodentitis supportiva. So uh, if the ingrown hair in which you shave um, becomes infected, uh, it becomes infected and it becomes, you know, an ingrown. Uh, and so depending on the severity of the uh, diagnosis or your condition, it can cause you to either, um, you know, it's something that you can either do, a, you know, remove the hair follicle, the infected hair follicle yourself, um, or it becomes very inflamed where it creates a cyst. Um, some describe it as like the size of a golf ball. Uh, and so, if that area is untreatable for whatever reason, um, then there are individuals who go in and um, have the boil, the cyst, the ingrown uh, lanced or removed. Um, and so this condition actually runs in my family. And so I've kind of done more reading on it. And, you know, as I usually describe it, it comes from poor lymphatic, uh, uh, like a poor lymphatic system. So constantly keeping the blood um, circulating. And so those areas that are most hidden, so maybe on the armpit, um, yeah, so on the armpit, maybe the groin or maybe uh, uh, like the tailbone, uh, those areas um, in which you 
you know, may shave or doesn't get a lot of uh, exposure to the, you know, the, you know, to the visible eye, then this area can get inflamed if that, if those lymph nodes aren't um, re getting blood constantly replenished, then what happens is that area becomes inflamed because that area is not, and for any dermatologist that is listening um, or anyone that knows of this condition, it tends to be very common in the African-American and Hispanic community. Uh, so uh, with that, um, and so it's most common uh, within, the, within that group, um, but of course anyone can um, actually experience HS or a cyst or a boil or an ingrown um, again, just depending on the severity. So with all that being said, um, it brought me to my surgery uh, yesterday. Um, and so uh, when I say yesterday, I mean date, the date of November. <laughs> and so in this episode, um, you know, there's me being vulnerable with you. So I, I hope um, there's going to be opportunity to journal. Uh, and so at the end, we'll take a moment to journal. So I invite you to listen because I had some really good questions. Uh, so as I'm getting my surgery yesterday, as the procedure is going on, it really led me to thinking. Um, it led me to thinking as I'm laying, so I, as I go to my appointment, you know, I'm, I'm met with this anxiety. Um, I get to my appointment about 90 minutes uh, early um, without even realizing. And there was a sense of overwhelm and angst. Uh, and uh, when I sit in the chair and I'm speaking to the doctor and I'm trying to gather all of the information that I need to really appease my body um, and prepare myself for what's about to happen. And so as I'm sitting with it, I'm just kind of, you know, really digesting the idea that my body is about to experience a trauma. Uh, so in the first episode, I, you know, last episode, I talked about trauma 101 and one of those traumas, if it's not a repetitive trauma, it's a, it's a single event, right? And remember in the last episode, I talked about in that circle, that bubble, right? That said trauma, there was a, um, you were to write out all these different experiences and one of those being a diagnosis or one of those being, um, you know, a, uh, a procedure, right? And so when we're, so as I'm sitting and I'm, the, the doctor is explaining to me what's about to happen. I'm having this moment where I'm processing and really explaining to my body, you know, that you are safe, right? Because what about, what is about to happen um, this is, this was a surgery where I was not put to sleep, but there was a numbing in that area. However, there's going to be a disruption of my tissue 
Um, there's about to be um, a whole experience um, with my body. Um, and so, you know, really having that conversation, you know, in my mind and, you know, I, what I actually had was um, I brought, because I knew I was going to be awake, I brought um, my earbuds and I played um, beautiful chorus. Um, what is it? Um, I forget. I believe it's the I am love. Um, hopefully I can link it on the, in the notes um, below this episode, but I'll link that album. And it was, it was, I knew this was going to appease me and I couldn't quite, you know, you know, it's just me and the doctor and the nurse in, in, in the office. And, you know, he props me up on the pillow and I'm wearing the open gown and I have my bra, I still have my bra on and I have the open gown and he begins to, he lets me know, he says, I'm going to numb you. Um, and I asked him, I said, will this hurt? He said, it will hurt. Uh, and so, um, I mean, I'm not really a person who laugh when I'm nervous, but I noticed I kept making jokes. Um, <laughs> and he says, are you, you, he says, are you, do you, do you normally, you know, are you the person that moved through anxiety with laughter? And I said, not necessarily, but I find it in this moment, I guess I am. Right. And so we laugh together. And said, you're going to do fine. Um, and so, and I'm still preparing my body and in, in yoga, we prepare the body and breath. And so, and I remembered if, you know, to not make myself feel anxious, I want to breathe, send breath to my belly, send breath to my heart. And so, and I continued to breathe to ensure that I was remaining calm and he proceeds to poke under my armpit because that is where the ingrown or the um, uh, cyst is under my um, left shoulder, excuse me. And he asks me, he says, you know, can you feel that? And I said, yep, I can feel it. <laughs> And he proceeded to poke at my armpit with the needle, adding the lidocaine to begin to numb the area. And um, as I'm sitting there, I begin to, my eyes begin to swell with tears. And um, he said, are you doing okay? And I said, yes, I'm doing fine. Um, and he continued to uh, numb the area. Um, there was one pinch where it was just really sharp. And I kept reminding my body that it was safe, that it would be over. The procedure was to last 45 minutes and we will move, move through this. 
Um, and it was the first time in my life that I noticed that I was coaching my body through this experience. And just breathe for a moment as you're listening. Maybe it brings you back. Again, I want you to notice what's happening in your body as you're listening to this podcast. And maybe we think about those moments, those stories that we hear of others. And they're in that state of panic or that state of angst. There's this sense of coaching the body, right? Because we talked about that arousal period that happens in the last episode when the body is incredibly stressed. There's that sense of warmth, or excuse me, coolness that moves from the toes up through the soles of the feet, through the shins, the thighs, the hips, the abdomen, the chest cavity, um, up into I wanted to really keep it organic and um, really storytell through my experience, but also uh, invite you in to ask yourself some questions. Um, but back to the experience of the surgery, um, as I'm sitting there and my arm begins to numb, uh, and he begins to poke around and he says, can you feel that? Can you feel that? And I said, no, um, I haven't felt anything. So that's when we knew that, you know, the area was numb and it was time to get started. So as we get started with the procedure, he you know, he says, okay, we'll get started. Go ahead and raise your left arm, props the pillow. Um, I reach my palm to the back of the pillow uh, and I'm rested in the chair and he reclines me back. And he says, um, you know, we'll get started now. And so I begin to keep my eyes looking directly in front of me, if not away. And I can uh, see the silver, the stainless steel uh, blade where he begins to uh, make movement. And so, and I, you know, told myself he must be getting, you know, started with um, removing the tissue. And in order to remove the tissue, he is then going to... Um, make an incision. And I remember really just sitting there and my face just puffs up and release tears. And he looks at me because I have my mask, but obviously, you know, the closeness
there was this tug, there was this pull. And at one point when the music stopped, I could hear scissors. And in my mind, I said, well, I know he's not cutting construction paper. He's beginning to cut my skin and the flesh. And with that, I couldn't really express to him what I was feeling and I didn't really know until I got home and what I felt was shame. There was this feeling of shame. I had explained to him, you know, here we are, you know, into the surgery and as he's continuing, I still begin to cry. to pour and I couldn't really recall it in that moment when I think about it now as I was able to process it today what I felt was the sense of shame and what that shame came from was this feeling of inadequacy feeling of needing to be fixed this feeling of not being good enough. And prior to him actually doing the incision, as I was explaining to him, and I said, well, I said, had I known that I was allergic to razors when I would actually, you know, shave my armpit, the aluminum, had I known I was allergic to the aluminum, you know, I wouldn't have been sitting in this chair. And he looked at me and he said, don't blame yourself. You mentioned this ran in your family. This is something that your, you know, brother has experienced, your mother has experienced, um, and even your grandmother. And he says, when it runs that deep in the family, you were bound to you were bound to experience it. So please don't blame yourself. And so I took what he said and I said, okay. And so as we were continuing the surgery, he's pulling on the sutures um, as he begins to um, add the stitches right and I could feel this immense pressure and he looked at me and he said are you okay um how are you feeling and I could feel that I was holding my breath um I could feel that as he was tugging there was this sense of he's putting me together he's putting me together again this feeling of brokenness this feeling of guilt. So he continued to coach me through and he said, you're doing amazing. He said, you know, 
I have done this surgery a million times and, you know, there are people that really have a hard time and they're unable to continue through. And he says, what I can tell you is that you are a very strong young woman. And he said, you know, there was a lot of inflammation there and I can see why there was some discomfort. And I'm very glad to be able to um, take care of this for you. So after completing the surgery and getting it done and walking out and feeling very much relieved that it was done, shocked that I had sat through that because when I got up, it, you know, I was pretty shocked that someone could walk out with the, the, um, the items that were left. And I was, you know, in, you know, just the, the medical, <laughs> um, oh goodness, I can't even think of the word right now, but just the medical items that were left in the room. It really made me look and I said, oh my gosh, um, wow. I can't believe someone's walking, you know, someone's walking out and I'm not having to, you know, stay for a day or two. So here I am the next day, you know, I did have some, you know, discomfort, you know, sleeping, but I'm here now and, you know, we're good. And um, it really got me thinking today um, for those who follow like the planets and, you know, I know we're into that new moon, uh, energy and there's a sense of, you know, releasing anything that isn't, you know, serving. And, you know, and I kind of thought about that today. I said, oh, wow, you know, there's a release of, you know, something, you know, this, this, uh, bad, I wouldn't want to call it bad, but just this, you know, this, thing in my body, right? You know, because when we think about it, a growth, it's a sense of, you know, it's um, bacteria or it's toxin metals, it's, you know, toxicity in the body that needs to be released, right? It's foreign to the body and the body is really trying to work hard to push it out. So with that, um, and today's topic was about you know, our, our topic this evening is about body positivity, right? You know, this body positivity and body image and what comes with it, that shame, that guilt, right? Um, you know, when we think about what I started really to think about was not just myself, but the experience of trauma, right? So, Trauma is experienced as a result of, you know, um, um, it's not only just a sense of uh, the, the developmental trauma or the, his, um, the historical trauma, right, um, or, or repetitive trauma, um, but it's also from the medical procedures or an illness, right, hospital stays, and it can really have lasting effects lasting effects, whether it be shame, guilt, uh, grief, there's, you know, a diagnosis can then result in 
PTSD, anxiety, dep depression, you know, complicated um, um, somatic, um, uh, excuse me, uh, somatic complaints. Like, so all of these experiences can be a result of a diagnosis or a medical procedure. And it made me think not just my experience, but I begin to think about, you know, the mothers, right? The mothers that go through C-sections and they are now left with postpartum depression, the athlete who experiences an injury, right? And, and now, you know, battling depression of no longer being able to play the favorite sport or what about an accident in the grief and the fear that comes along with whatever is left at the scene? And not only that, but once you're in that hospital and these scars and these wounds, keep you from acknowledging your body. The place that is home and the place that carries you throughout life. And with that, at what point do you begin to accept the body, right? And if I take this a little bit further, you know, I think about the men and women who carry that sense of grief and shame and guilt with their body and deny themselves experiences like a massage or a dental procedure um, or, you know, even say a family event like a wedding due to the shame and guilt they have with their body. And if we also take it just a little bit further, what about the men and women within the LGBT community? Or someone who, you know, identifies as non-binary and walking around with a body and a mind and soul filled, full, full of guilt and shame, not having this relationship or this respect for the body, right? And so at what point, you know, I want you to ask yourself, if you haven't already, is when did you come to accept and love the body? As I was moving throughout the day today, I just noticed that there was just a sense of compassion that I held, I had for my body. I spent the morning, uh, most of the day uh, fasting. I had tea uh, and I had, you know, I took a, um, a shot of like wheatgrass and different herbs and greens um, to really honor and repair and 
restore the energy within my body. I felt that it experienced something so traumatic yesterday that it was time for me to really come home to my body, to respect it and to nourish it and to hold it and to see it. When we think about even so the um, elders, you know, we think about 65 years and older um, and what they experience with their body. You know, a feeling of burden. You know, if there are caretakers and that feeling of being burdened on someone else, you know, or that feeling of maybe even becoming distant from your body when you start to see things move and shift and maybe even turn off or pause and that becomes foreign. And it even began to, you know, bring in feelings of not only shame and guilt, but depression and anxiety and even PTSD. Understanding that coming to a space of love and compassion and grace and patience for your body is a journey. I remember I started drinking uh, Slim Fast at like 13 years old um, because I was, I was, I wasn't taught to love my body. And for a lot of people around me that I've, you know, have been in conversation with and may have asked that question, um, you know, there wasn't a time or, you know, a pivotal moment where, you know, growing up where that was expressed to this is how you love your body. I always remember staring at magazines and TV, you know, TV shows and, you know, really becoming envious. And wanting to change the way I look. I remember um, in middle school, there was someone um, that I was really close with. And I remember we were outside on, in the, on the courtyard and she had looked, she had looked over, she was sitting to my left. And I remember she said, wow, Tanya, you have so many stretch marks on your arms. And I remember that stayed with me. And I think what happens is we get those comments that have such a negative tone that we, the more that we hear them, we become further and further away from our body.
And so as I got older, there was just this feeling of, of challenge to begin to embrace and love my body, right? I started exercising and taking kickboxing and, you know, I was never really the, the person that was very fit. <laughs> and so there was always this challenge to become close and embrace this thing that was mine that carried me and stayed with me. And it wasn't until I really stepped into uh, uh, yoga when I was, when I said, okay, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm stuck here. <laughs> and so I think I gotta, I think I gotta live with it, right? I think I gotta love this, this, this body. The word body positivity actually was introduced in the 1960s um, and it was reintroduced and emerged in 2012. It really focused on uh, weight. And so it also focused on the beauty standards and accepting the bodies that weren't always showed on T, you know, that really wasn't showed in the magazines. But again, even that body positivity, which now has, you know, emerged on, you know, social media platforms, there was, there's still some sort of, you know, exclusion for the individuals of color, you know, that are within the LGBT community, um, you know, uh, who don't necessarily identify with gender, um, who are, you know, over the age of 65, right? And so that body positivity <laughs> you know, just becomes a word and again, further, further and further away from what resonates. And what I've learned today is that the embracing and the coming home to the body is a journey. That it's okay to one day just not really embrace it that one day you can love it and then another day you can say how did i get here but the more that you give grace and the more that you can heal from your diagnosis from your trauma the more you can cultivate practices like coming back to the breath and giving it water and clothing it with the best styles <laughs> and patterns and colors and even giving yourself a self-massage or dressing it with florals and woods 
in oils and allowing it to move in nature and, and allowing it to rest and play is the more you can embrace and love and protect your body. So I want to invite you to journey into yourself and journal and ask yourself, what were you told about your body as a child? If you experienced a diagnosis or had a medical or dental procedure, what did you feel? post-operation. And today, how do you celebrate your body? Do you dance? Do you laugh? Do you sing? Do you hold it? Do you do, you know, use it as a canvas and draw art on it? Do you give it the best nutrients? Do you talk to it? Do you make love to it? Do you give it rest? if you've been experiencing some anxiety. Or maybe you're an earth sign and you allow your souls to touch the earth. Maybe you garden. Maybe you rest outside and stare at the sun. And if you're a fire sign, Maybe you build up a sweat while taking a long hike. Or maybe you stop into a sauna and allow the body to detox and purify. I ask that you take your time and journal all of the thoughts that have shown up in this uh, episode and if you're into music um, I came up with uh, three songs that you can listen to after you've listened to this podcast so there's the TLC Unpretty there's Pretty Hurts by Beyonce and there is um, Scars to Your Beautiful by Alicia Cara 
I thank you so, so much for listening in to this organic episode. Um, not the usual structure that I uh, like to um, do, but I found it was something very necessary in today's episode. I felt called to, and I wanted to listen to my intuition. So if you made it to the end, I thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to do something so organic, so free. Um, and I really wanted to connect with you and be vulnerable and tell you about my experience and um, really just share and invite you to come back to your body and to have compassion for those who are around you that have scars and that have, you know, experienced a trauma such as a diagnosis or a procedure to give grace, give yourself grace, and just know that you are beautiful however you show up in your body. Just take care of it and give it what it needs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode tonight. Remember to live abundantly, to love your authenticity, and to radiate organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste, trauma free. <laughs> uh, quick announcements before I actually end this. Um, quick announcements. So remember to uh, follow me on Instagram. If you're on social platforms, it's az.nomortrauma. You can shop the happy if you like to travel with your affirmations or into oracle cards you want to or intuitive cards you want to include that in your own healing practice after trauma. Um, you can also, if you're in Phoenix, you can now join me in studio for a beautiful DN practice um, to journey back into your body uh, after trauma. So. Uh, you can find me at the Blue Buddha Collective here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And is that it? Oh, lattes until uh, such a success. Um, we will meet this coming November um, on the, I believe it's the 21st or the 18th. Um, so whatever that third Thursday lands on, you can register for free. Um, to secure your spot in the lovely Lattes and Chill. Last session was absolutely amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. So that's it for announcements. Oh, in meditation on Wednesdays, you can join me on Zoom. And yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Enjoy the rest of your uh, week, this first week of November. And I'll see you back in the next episode. Bye.